Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about did Avi Loeb steal UFO crash material? That's correct. Did Avi Loeb steal UFO crash material? Now, we've been covering Avi Loeb quite a bit in the program lately. Of course, he's a Harvard astronomer who just finished up that expedition about 250 miles off the coast of Papua New Guinea searching for UFO crash material, which appears to have been successful, by the way. We'll talk about that more later. We've also talked about Avi Loeb and his project Galileo's Entanglement with Tom DeLonge's Web, and you can listen to yesterday's podcast if you're interested in that. But right now, we're looking at accusations of theft leveled at Mr. Loeb in regard to his recent UFO crash salvage operation. Some might even call it Grand Theft UFO. That operation was funded, of course, by cryptocurrency billionaire Charles Hoskin. I think he paid about a million, four, million, five for that. It turns out that after all the hard work and a ton of money being spent and after the announcement by Avi Loeb that he and the team may have well-found remnants of the 2014 crash that he has now been accused of stealing those little bits of UFO crash material from the island nation of Papua New Guinea. Imagine that. You go down there, you do all that work, you spend all that money, and then you're accused of stealing it. Now, Pino George Poland, this guy is a deputy administrator of the Manu province down there in Papua New Guinea. He claims that they have been cheated by Loeb and his team. And this article from the dailystar.co, his title says, Alien Debris from Suspected Crashed UFO Allegedly Stolen by Space Boffins. And it's a little facetious in parts, but it does get the facts pretty much down. And then it says, Professor Loeb denies the accusations and has told the Daily Star that he had asked for permission to remove the suspected UFO fragments and has a deal with the nation's tech university. Well, you know, I guess you could see this coming, couldn't you? Now, they go down here to the article a little ways and they say, uh, Space boffins at the center of an alien row after being accused of stealing parts of a suspected UFO crash. Harvard professor Avi Loeb, 61, and his team last month recovered remains from a mysterious meteor from Papua New Guinea without obtaining permits from the country. Pinu George Poland, deputy administrator at Manu Province, blasted, We've been cheated. They came here, no one knew about it, and now they've gone. What have they found? And then it says, does it have value? Do we have rights over it? Well, people are starting to see that this stuff is valuable. If it's scientific research, how are our scientific institutions going to benefit? A senior official in the country's immigration department said the boffins may have broken the law by removing rare rare objects from the seabed without notifying the state, adding, hence those scientists can be charged criminally. However, Professor Loeb denies the accusations and has told the Daily Star that he had asked for permission to remove the suspected UFO fragments and has a deal with the nation's tech university. So here you have this tiny little uh, developing nation uh, exerting control 250 miles off their shores. And you have to ask yourself, what's going to happen if one of these things lands? and some places not friendly to us. He said, we have been engaged with Papua New Guinea for eight months and have an, agree- have an agreement with the University of Technology to study and share the results of this unique astrophysical project. We look forward to continuing to work with the relevant PNG authorities as they may so determine. The meteor, roughly the size of a kitchen sink, whizzed into Earth's atmosphere on January 8, 2014 and was detected by U.S. government sensors 
that allowed astrophysicists Loeb to estimate where it plunged into the sea. You know, that brings us to kind of a conundrum here. If it wasn't for the United States uh, intensive spy network, uh, the, the people in Papua New Guinea would never have known where this thing landed at. It was the U.S. military slash industrial complex that allowed Professor Loeb to go down there and pinpoint that exact location and find those little bits of crash material. So, you know, you're getting into some pretty muddy waters here. The meteor, roughly the size of a kitchen sink, whizzed into Earth's atmosphere on January 8, 2014 and was detected by U.S. government sensors that allowed astrophysicist Loeb to estimate where it plunged into the sea. He has since said the find off Manus Island, 260 miles north of the mainland of Papua New Guinea, may be technological in origin due to the speed at which it was traveling and its tough material. It's suspected it could be the remains of a probe or craft created by an alien civilization. And Loeb reckons that fine may win him the Nobel Prize if he can prove it is ET tech. Well, that's worth a lot more than a Nobel Prize, I hate to tell you. He, was, he has booked the huge video screen in Times Square to make an announcement if evidence emerges the metallic shards are from within if the metallic shards from within the meteor were made by aliens among his discovery was 50 spherules metallic beads measuring 0.1 millimeters to 1 millimeter in diameter which are now being analyzed in the US according to the National Research Institute the government body that coordinates research applications from foreign buffs Loeb's team did not contact them before lifting their discovery from the seabed off Papua New Guinea. Expedition leader Rod McCallan insisted the team applied for a marine science research permit, but this did not cover the recovery of space material. He said permitting procedures focus on the extraction of existing biological or geological material, which this is not. This research recovered grains of sand that are from outside the area of Papua New Guinea Earth and have no known economic or commercial value. Well, I would have to differ with that. It's the, the commercial value may not be known, but could also be incalculable. This story does seem to be getting some traction. I have to tell you, given where the materials found in Papua New Guinea, you know, they have a history of foreign invasions there. They are a developing country. They might be a little bit touchy on something like this. And it seems like, you know, at the very least, we have a well-funded operation from an Ivy League university going into a developing nation and extracting what could be material, like I said, of incalculable value. And if it actually is the remains of technology from a billion-year-old culture, you know, in some distant galaxy, as Avi Loeb has expected, imagine what this stuff could be worth. Imagine a culture one billion years ahead of us. Okay, so we go on to the next article. Here's from uh, theweek.co.uk. It says, the removal of fragments from a possible interstellar meteor has sparked a row between scientists from Harvard and Papua New Guinea authorities. Avi Loeb announced last month that his team had recovered 50 tiny spherical iron fragments from the Pacific Ocean. They were believed to belong to 1M1, a meteor that plunged into the Earth's atmosphere in 2014. Now, Papua New Guinea authorities claim they had no knowledge of what Loeb's team was doing in the country 
and they may even have entered the country illegally on business visas rather than spatial exemptions issued to scientists. So you see, you see this conflict starting to really heat up. You put, you put two major powers. You have a nation on one side, even though it's a tiny nation, it's still a sovereign nation. You got those guys over there, and then you got this elite uh, Ivy League uh, academics with the backing of the U.S. government, by the way, and they're going head-to-head over what could be the first actually officially recognized UFO crash material. Now, I want to finish up this article from another site. It's called The Press, and I'll put this on the link at the Buy Me a Coffee site with all the others. I think it does a pretty good job of summing up the situation. Now, they start off and they say, It was celebrated as a scientific triumph of historic significance. The recovery from a remote tropical seabed of what could be fragments of alien technology. But now, authorities in Papua New Guinea are accusing the foreign scientists behind the find of cheating their country after they removed traces of a mysterious meteor without obtaining permits. Last month, the Harvard astrophysicist Professor Avi Loeb announced that his team had recovered fragments of 1M1 a meteor that plunged into Earth's atmosphere in January of 2014, ending up in the sea off Manus Island. It says 400 miles north of the mainland, like I said, 260 miles north of Papua New Guinea. Because of its toughness and the speed at which it was traveling, Loeb believes that it may be technological in origin. In other words, the remnants of a probe or a craft created by an alien civilization. Other scientists regard such speculation as premature at best, but Loeb has written excitedly of the possibility of winning the Nobel Prize and has booked the huge video screen in Times Square to make an announcement if the evidence bears out his theory. Man, I can't wait to see if Louis is there. In Papua New Guinea, however, there is bafflement and indignation that his team bypassed the conventional licensing channels and removed the meteor fragments without clear agreement as to what benefits a scientific breakthrough might bring to the country. So they're looking after their own people. You can't blame these guys for looking after their own interests. We've been cheated, says Pino George Poland, Deputy Administrator of Penis Province. They came here, no one knew about it, and they've gone. What have they found? Does it have value? Do we have rights over it? If it's a scientific research, how are our scientific institutions going to benefit? The meteor about the size of a kitchen sink entered the atmosphere on January 8, 2014 and was detected by the U.S. government sensors. By consulting seismograph readings taken on Manumus, Loeb and his team narrowed down the estimated point at which it entered the sea and spent two weeks last month trawling the seabed with a magnetic sled that attracted metallic particles. Among them, they found 50 sphericals believed to be from the meteor metallic beads 0.1 millimeter to 0.11 millimeter. And it talks about that a little bit, and then it says the discovery of material of a mil, of a the discovery of material from an interstellar meteor could be an enormous scientific achievement, wrote Amir Shiraj, one of Loeb's collaborators. To put it in context, an estimate for the time it would take to fetch a sample from the nearest star system is comparable to the age of our species. By contrast, nature may have delivered an interstellar gift to our doorstep, which has taken less than a decade to retrieve. So in other words, this thing has come from a long ways away. There's a lot of scientific uh, knowledge they could derive from it, and who knows what kind of metallurgical uh, uh, information they could they could take out of this thing. And if it's been created 
by some sort of interstellar civilization, who knows what we could find? It could be like the new Iron Age, you know, that it could be it could be that big just by giving us a recipe to put ingredients here on Earth together in the right in the right uh, quantities to create a new metal that could do incredible things. And, and that information, that recipe for this new metamaterial could be amazing. It says the discovery of material from an interstellar meteor could be an enormous scientific achievement. Then it goes on and says, Rob McCallan, expedition leader, said the team applied for a marine science research permit, but this did not cover the recovery of a space material. Wow. Sounds like the expedition leader is kind of throwing Avi and the crew under the bus, or in this case, under the ship. He added, permitting procedures focus on the extraction of existing biological or geological material, which this is not. Wow. This research recovered grains of sand that are from outside the area, PNG Earth, and have no known economic or commercial value. <laughs> well, that's his opinion, and I think Papua New Guinea is probably going to disagree with that. Wilson Thompson of the National Research Institute said that there was that this was not the point. It may not have economic value, but it has cultural and intellectual value. Listen, if something has intellectual value, it has financial value. If an alien craft fell into the PNG territory, as Papua New Guinea, it would be remarkable and very significant for us. But yeah, somebody could be dropping a winning lottery ticket right into your country. Of course you want to hold on to it. A senior official in the country's immigration department said the scientists may have broken the law by removing rare objects without notifying the state, adding, hence, those scientists could be charged criminally. They're pretty serious about this. They want, I think they want their UFO metamaterial back. You know, this brings out so many uh, interesting ideas that are that are going to come up with this. And I think you can probably see that the rest of the world is beginning to see the tremendous value in UFO metamaterial. And it's not just from a financial perspective. I mean, the technological and cultural significance of these things could literally be incalculable. And, and as such, we should expect to see a lot more conflict as the search and acquisition of these UFO metamaterials kicks into high gear. Wow. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over now. out.